Beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers. Because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. People, are you ready? My brothers and sisters in Christ, how you doing today? Welcome back to the I Like Birds show. Thank you so much for being here as always. We truly appreciate that you choose I Like Birds out of all the podcasts out there in the world with no fame attached to it, no big sponsors, nobody pushing our show out there, just good old-fashioned faith and uh, dedicated listeners, part of the birdhouse, tuning in every week. Truly appreciate you guys sincerely as always. Uh, man, I just want to say I also appreciate everybody that reached out to uh, my wife and I in regards to our safety and if we're doing all right, uh, if we have power and water during the, the crisis that took place here in Texas uh, this past week. It was crazy. It was wild. We were blessed and we had all the things that we needed. We could not go to work. We could not do our comedy shows that we do, obviously. Uh, we lost out on some money uh, and whatnot, but... Dude, we, we went by in those five days and we we lived comfortably and we we appreciated every second of that power that was on, that heat that was on, especially Catherine uh, being 112 pounds. <laughs> she really appreciated that. And then, of course, we have Malachi, who's a little one-year-old, little peanut. So, man, I just felt so blessed and just so grateful. I was thanking God like every day. When my mom would text me like, y'all still good? I was like, yeah, praise God, praise Jesus, because, whoa, uh, man, so many people were without and we need to continue praying for them because it's not just something that, you know, you lose power, you lose heat, and you're good. You go on and on. Like, people people passed away, man. People, uh, you know, I read about a family that went in the car in the garage to try to stay warm, and they left the garage closed. And I don't know if you've ever seen a movie before, but you're not supposed to do that because, yeah. So they passed away, unfortunately. But they died in their sleep. Hopefully it was peaceful. Uh, and then also, you know, people's houses burned down from them just trying to stay warm. Um, of course people freezing and man, it was just a really bad situation here for a while. And the media didn't actually report on it, uh, for the most part for like five days. So all my texts came in on Thursday. I was like, bro, we've been experiencing this since Sunday. I appreciate you reaching out, but we're about done with the home stretch. Uh, the stores were kind of empty, not too bad over here. Cause we don't really live in a big city. We live like 25 minutes South of uh, Fort worth, which is the biggest city uh, near us here. And uh, we live next to a hospital and a fire station. So I think that's why our power was left on. And man, I was just, we just were blessed and we're going to continue praying and trying to help people if we can. My church has been awesome passing out water for everybody that needs it and just being there for them. And uh, crazy eight ministries has been going super hard, uh, trying to help out in any way possible. And uh, Alexis, who was on, actually on this show a little while back, she used to live in Texas, and she's been doing a lot to try to get people to raise money for uh, what's been going on here. So uh, continue praying for them, and thank you so much, guys, for reaching out. That was really sweet of you guys. A lot of you are uh, listeners of the show that did reach out, and uh, I feel grateful for that as well. And man, this episode is going to be powerful. Uh, this episode is going to be great. Uh, this episode is uh, two back-to-back stories of like just really great stuff uh, that that happened uh, when I prayed to God to send me people. And that's the name of this episode, as you can see uh, from the description. And let's just get into it, man. So a little over a week ago, 
Uh, I was I was feeling kind of low, man. I was kind of low on my spiritual journey. Not like too low. Just a little bit like, you know, just like not like going through the motions, just kind of like wondering what was next. You know, I knew the RV thing was coming up. I was just kind of pumped for that. But I was like, man, is that when it's going to like start popping off again and whatnot? But um, I was on the cusp of starting semester number two of my Bible school, and I was excited about that. And I just experienced the previous week of that a uh, huge, huge test of faith. Uh, a few days beforehand, and I was just thinking negative thoughts that pertain to my calling, right? I was like, am I doing am I doing the right thing? You know, like, just, you know, get in my head about it, just being human. So I was praying for clarity. I was praying for guidance, and I was praying God would send me someone to reach and to, to help, really. I was just like, man, you send me someone to help reach something? Come on. I need some fire. I need to tell somebody about Jesus, like, one-on-one. You know, the podcast is great, but sometimes... You don't hear nothing. You don't hear from nobody. You know, you're just like, hey, it goes into the abyss and you see numbers. You know what I mean? So uh, sometimes you're just like, man, send me somebody like face to face, you know. And I kept hearing all week about serving others is the way to live in a spiritual leadership the way Christ was. So I prayed to God and he just kind of knew my thoughts about this and where my heart was. So at that point, it was Wednesday and I was in a coffee shop and I'm reading my books for school and I'm studying the word. And then I get this message from a dude that I met one time at a comedy show named Mike Garza. Hopefully he's cool with me telling this story. Mike calls me. Uh, well, at first he messages me and he, he tells me that he loves the podcast and he wants to call me and talk about God. I was like, all right. So he calls me the following day where I'm at the coffee shop again because your boy got to study. He calls me the following day and we had a great talk about his testimony, his journey and something that he was struggling with as a believer. And he was letting people distract him from the voice of God in a way. You know, he was letting people in his church convict him of something he didn't really feel conviction from personally from God. It was a powerful conversation, and he really appreciated hearing what I had to say about the situation. And it was just a special moment with somewhat of a stranger, right? So I was kind of like, yo, did God come through? (laughs) And he's a brother in Christ, and our conversation flowed like we knew each other for years, right? And it really felt like I lifted him up as far as, like, his spiritual journey, which was awesome. You know, it's like I asked God to send me somebody. It doesn't mean that send me somebody that doesn't know God at all. You know, sometimes it means, like, hey, send me somebody that... Needs a little flick of the switch. And in his testimony that he had, he had a very similar story to mine about when he was a kid, he would always see a red bird. All right, hear me out. If you guys have heard some of the past episodes, I guys, to- I told you a story about how I used to always tell my mom that I used to be a bluebird, right? So when he said the red bird thing, I was like, it was the opposite of blue. Red. What a convo, right? So basically, here's the story about the red bird, right? So when he was when he was crying out for God in a time of truly needing him, he asked God, if you're real, send me a red bird. If you're real, send me a red bird. A few minutes later, he heard a knock on his sliding glass door. He hopped out of his bed on his one leg, his newly one leg after an accident took his other one away. He hopped out of bed, looked outside, and he saw a red bird on the ground looking like he just flew into a window. He cried. My buddy Mike cried. He rejoiced. He cheered. And he asked God for another sign. Prove it to me again, God. <laughs> and that's what we do all the time, right? And Mike told me this story a day 
after I read Judges 6. And it's crazy because he reached out to me on Wednesday, right? He messaged me, and I could have called him that day. But I, I said, hey, hit me up tomorrow if you want to talk around noon. You know, I was going to leave it up to him. Like, if he remembered, I'd, I'd talk to him, right? And sometimes, you know, you just got to do that. You know, you can't say yes to everything right away. You know, you got to, hey, let him, because he, he wasn't really re- ready at that point to gather his thoughts of what he wanted to talk about. So I feel like that, giving him that, that 24 hours, to think about it, he came ready. He came on that phone call ready, and uh, he reached out the next day. It was perfect. So keep in mind, the same day he messaged me, I actually ended up reading Judges 6 that night in my Bible school or in my Bible uh, study at church, and Gideon actually in Judges 6, I don't know if you're a Bible nerd, Gideon asked God to prove himself by putting a wool fleece on the floor at night, and if the fleece was wet with dew in the morning but the ground was dry, then Gideon would know that God is going to help him rescue Israel as God has promised. And then the next morning, Gideon got up early. Crack a dawn, baby. Got up early and he squeezed the fleece and rang it out. And what rang out was a whole bowl of water. What's good? So this happened. And then Gideon legit said to God, please don't be mad at me. But let me make one more request. <laughs> Human nature is human nature. Things don't change that much. There's nothing new under the sun. My buddy Mike wanted another sign after the red bird flew into his window. More proof, more assurance. God gave it to him and got him a prosthetic leg a few months later from a child calling the news station on his behalf. So he got that sign after the red bird that, yo, God's got you. He's going to get you another leg, B. And then he got it again when God sobered him up from drugs and alcohol and placed him in the workforce as someone who helps others get prosthetic legs. Ooh. And these are the stories that you get to hear when you put on for Jesus and when you ask God to send you people. And it doesn't just have to be me, guys. It can be you, too. You do this by going public with your faith. Share the Bible verses. Talk about God with people in your daily life. Talk about God with the one that you know isn't really into the religion stuff. And dude, here's something else I learned this week in scripture. And make a habit, make a habit of talking about the Lord. Malachi 3.16a, my son's name is Malachi. If you never flipped through a Bible, you might think his name is Malachi. Malachi 3.16, then those who feared, and remember, fear also means love. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven, uh, heaven's armies. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure, and I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Ooh, don't be afraid to talk about God in this broken world. Talking about God, especially with another believer, gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. You know what I'm talking about. When you talk about God, you're in it, feeling good, getting deep. You leave the conversation, you're like, dang, that was good. That was way better than small talk. That was way better than talking about COVID. That was way better than talking about Bill Gates. <laughs> uh, that guy. That guy, huh? We're all, we are all for reaching people. We are all about it. We're all for reaching people who don't know Christ on the show 
But what is equally and maybe more important is keeping people around you who believe in God. The Bible talks about that a lot, especially my man Paul. Fellowship. Rejoice with those who love the Lord. Talk, laugh, and talk about God. Olivier, my buddy Olivier, I talk about him a lot on this show. I'll probably get him on soon. Uh, Olivier and I have been doing this a lot the last couple weeks, right? We've just been going back and forth about scripture, and I'd send him a video of something I'm learning in Bible college. He'd send me something he's working on, and we talk about it. We FaceTime, and God's goodness and our accountability to him and his will for our lives is a constant uh, discussion point in our conversation. And it feels so good. Every time we do it, it brings us closer as boys, man. We're best friends already, and we met through basketball, and we just stayed close in life and have been there for each other and just gone on vacations together, and we're just best buds. But now, like, with us talking about God together, ooh, it just hits different. It hits different. And this verse in Malachi that we're talking about right now, Malachi 3.16, says that every time you talk about the Lord with believers, God is paying close attention. In fact, the phrase Malachi uses here means to bend down so as to not miss a word. Did you hear that? God bends his ear down to not miss a word. How dope is that? God deeply desires that we spend time discussing him, his attributes, his son, and what he is doing in our lives with other believers. Because here's the thing, man. You start talking with another believer. Hey, guess who's listening? The guy that doesn't believe. The guy that's unsure if he believes. The guy that doesn't really know much about Jesus. And that gives us one more reason to make friends with other believers and take part in Bible studies and church activities because God loves it, man. He bends down to listen. So the next time you're with some people who rock with God, don't just make small talk. Make the Lord a central part of your convo because buddy's listening. (laughs) Y'all like how I just called God buddy? That's why y'all come back to the show. Hey, God is good. Jesus is dope. Buddy's listening. All right. Yeah, man, the government's listening to your phone. Let them hear about the King of Kings, baby. Let them know. Because the government needs some some Jesus. I don't know if you know that. But yeah, man, God send me people. Man, and that prayer, man, it's so cool when it just comes true, like in that, in that, in that quick, and then just that impactful and powerful of a way. Like that 30-minute convo was was crazy and I even told Catherine the story uh and she got goosebumps and stuff it's just crazy bro so um here's another one I got two baby two in a week let's go so Sunday night this past week I love this you guys are gonna love this one too this is this is a great one Sunday night this past week it was late it was about 10 p.m I'm gonna tell it I'm gonna tell it like a storyteller all right we're gonna go slow on this one we're gonna slow it down I was hype on the first one but we're gonna slow it down for the people that think I talk too fast on the show, which I do. My mom's from Jersey. All right. Sunday night this past week, it was late. It was about 10 p.m. I got a message from another person, a fellow comedian. And I've said hello a few times, maybe. Had a few convos with him. Good guy. His name is Casey. And I didn't have his number, right? I didn't have his number. He messaged me on Facebook. And he had to give me his number to FaceTime him. I was like, you want FaceTime? I like FaceTime with Noah and Olivia, and that's about it. You want FaceTime? I was like, all right. So about an hour later, I hit him with a FaceTime, and he answered. And he had tubes in his nose and a gown on laying in a hospital bed. And he wasn't calling me to talk about comedy. He called to tell me that he got shot in the lungs 
a few days prior to that phone call. He called to tell me that he was a victim of a robbery attempt, and by the grace of God, he had his Glock on him and was able to stand his ground. He took a bullet in doing so, two and a half inches away from his spine. So Casey got shot, he called 911, and he passed out. He woke up in that bed, 21 years old, about to turn 22. He's unsure what was going on in his life. He wasn't calling me to tell me the story. He was calling me because he knew I talked to him about a God he didn't believe in. And that's what I did. I told him about Jesus Christ, and I gave him my testimony of coming to God. I told him how I used to think at 22 years old. I told him I wasn't even thinking about God at 21 and 22. I was thinking about putting him down. (laughs) I don't know why I added that part. And I told him everything that the enemy intends for evil, God uses it for good. We talked about life. We talked about death. We talked about what his family would be like if he passed away. Would they know where his son was going? Would they know where their son was going? I told Casey about Armani. I used Armani's death to powerfully show the grace, peace, and understanding his death had not just on me, but Armani's family and friends. Armani's death will forever be a testimony for people to turn closer to God. And Casey has a second chance. Casey has a second chance to figure out what he truly believes in. He's already a super sweet, genuine dude with the biggest smile, y'all. You would think... You would think he already knew God. You know what I mean? Like he has the spirit. Like he just needs a little, hey, a little push. And he grew up in a Christian home, right? And he considers himself a free thinker with an open mind. And I respect that. But having an open mind doesn't mean dismissing God. And I just don't, I just think that, you know, that young mentality, he probably just didn't want to latch himself onto the beliefs of his family. And I understand that. That's the impression that I, that I got. It's not anything he told me. I just kind of picked that up in the convo. And he told me he believed in the universe and he loves the sun, the sky, the moon, the nature, everything of 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 that sense. So what he told me on the phone call was that he loves God and he just doesn't know him yet. That's what he told me. He called me, man. He called me to talk about God. He loves God. He just doesn't know it yet. He doesn't understand it yet. God hasn't revealed himself to him yet until this until this moment. And he was looking for answers. Why did this happen? Why did I, why did he get shot? And it happened so God could save you and you can turn to him and believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. And I encourage him to listen to the podcast. Of course, listen to the show. Come on, baby. I like birds. He already knew the podcast, by the way, which was cool. I was like, do you need me to send you the link? He's like, no, I know what it is, bro. I was like, all right, cool. So I encourage him to listen to the podcast. And of course, the main thing I encourage him to do was read the word because that's what saved me. It wasn't listening to podcasts. Podcasts didn't save me. I mean, making the podcast helped save me, but reading the word is what did it. The book of John, baby. If you're listening, book of John, go get it. Read it slow. Ask questions. Gotquestions.org helps you answer those questions. And I felt the spirit moving, man, as I spoke to him. It was really cool. Like, I felt like the words weren't really mine. Uh, My voice was shaking. My passion was pouring out of my body. And his eyes, oh, it was so sweet. His eyes were holding back tears, man. It was a powerful moment. It was a powerful moment in my faith journey. 
And these are the stories that I get to tell now because I'm now understanding and asking God to show me my specific calling. Like we talked about on the last episode uh, that is called New Level of Rev- uh, Next Level or New Level? New Level of Revelation. <laughs> Can you remember my own titles? What's going on? I talked about that, my specific calling, and I'm understanding that, and I'm asking God to show me what that is. It's not just the general calling that we talked about, like Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in in the in the Spirit. You know, it's not that's everybody that believes in Christ. That's that's your general calling that God calls on every believer. But we each have specific callings that we talked about in the last episode. I'm going to allude to it here again. Uh, specific calling that you even have little layers attached to it too. Like, what do you think that you're good at? What are your gifts? Now apply that to the kingdom, right? So for me, writing, talking, joking, relationship, keeping a hundred, <laughs> you know, so using those gifts for God, you know, so that you have gifts. We all have certain gifts, certain qualities and attributes that allow us to uh, go hard in the paint for Jesus, right? And I'm taking a leap of faith and I'm seeking his will over my own by praying like, yo, God, send me people. Send me what you want me to do with my life. And guys, here's the thing. I'm asking him to do this because like I feel like it is my calling. But also keep in mind, I hate talking on the phone. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) I don't like it. I feel awkward sometimes. A lot of times I don't like texting. I don't like the phone. I like kicking it in person. But I don't really live next to anybody I'm friends with. So. I got to talk on the phone, you know, uh, but especially when it comes to like somebody you don't really know their beats and their stuff like, you know, I could talk to my best friends on the phone easily because it's like, uh, you know, you can just be like, yo, I'm pulling up to the house. I'll talk to you later. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're on the phone with somebody you don't really talk to, you got to be like, all right, man, well, I'm going to let you go, <laughs> you know, like get, being nice to them. I'm going to let you go. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. I got really off topic, but here we are. He's helping me strip off my own personal interest or disinterest for the glory of him and his son, Jesus Christ, which I think is beautiful. He knows I don't like talking to him on the phone, but I said, God, send me people. And now I got to take two phone calls. Right. And they're amazing phone calls. Like, I loved it. I, I the, Writing this story made me so happy and sharing the stories with you guys made me so happy to tell these stories. Like, I might not do another episode for like a week just so maximum amount of people hear this, you know, like. You know how you drop two episodes in a week. You're like, all right, I'm going to choose one. I want people to choose this one because these stories are awesome. And we got the best deal ever. We get to read what Jesus said, the way he lived and what he did for us. Millions of people that came before him never got that chance. They just had to look forward to him coming. We got to, we had, it's so interesting how I said this on the last one, but I, I'm still fascinated by it. How our faith is believing what happened in the past And then their faith was believing what was going to happen in the future. Oh my gosh, but we have the word of God as proof. And whoever says that there's no proof God exists, dude, read the Bible. There's no way man can make that up. No way. It's all too connected. All too connected over (laughs) centuries of years, dude. And let me read you this. This is so like, this is from my school. All right, this is legit. The New Testament writers did not, I know we're getting a little off topic here, but we're still on the topic of basically proving that, that God is real uh, and Christ is real. And I mean, we shouldn't even have to do this because we're, it's all about faith. But I just want to hit you guys with something that gives you a little bit more confidence in your faith because it's gangster. 
All right. So the second, um, excuse me, the New Testament writers did not intentionally craft false accounts. They had no motivation to do so. In fact, they all died martyrs' deaths for what they believed in. If it was false, at least one of them, Paul, Peter, one of them would have recanted and admitted that it was all a lie in the face of a, of the death situation that they had. Like I think Paul got his head cut off and Peter got uh crucified on a cross upside down you mean to tell me if you were like fabricating that the word and the bible and the message of christ that that you're like yeah i'll die on a cross backwards and never say that uh come clean and say i was lying you know come on now we're smarter than that and let's go a little bit deeper if you ever want to prove that the bible is real to somebody or just have a conversation and just kind of throw this in there also if they were all conspiring to write a convincing uh fiction about Jesus Christ and his resurrection, they might have left out a few rather embarrassing parts. For example, the Gospels record that the first witnesses to Jesus' resurrection were who? Were women. Remember? In that era, women were not considered reliable witnesses, and their testimony would not be received in the Roman courts. So in a purely made-up account, their writers would have placed reliable men at the tomb first. They would not have put women at the tomb first if they were trying to convince somebody that Jesus resurrected from the dead. But they told the truth. The Spirit makes them tell the truth. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Y'all, come on. It's God's word. We know that. And back to what we were saying, man. We got the best deal ever. We get to read about what Jesus said, the way he lived and what he did for us. We got to know who God was because of Jesus. I think I think that gets overlooked a lot. We didn't really know much about God except what he told people to do in prophecy and the story of God. But we didn't know the heart of God like like we do now with Jesus. And millions of people never got that chance before him. We are so blessed, man. Millions of people still don't have that chance because they're blinded by the enemy. They're sleepwalking through this life. They think God is not important. They clock in and clock out when it comes to church. They think they got it. They got their pride in the way. They're unreached yet. Nobody's talked to them about Jesus. The seed hasn't been planted. Nobody's come out and like had a conversation with them in a real and honest way. Nobody wants to offend this person. There's millions of people out there like that. The gospel is offensive. Questioning somebody's belief is offensive. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they don't want you to talk about religion in school and at work? Come on, y'all. The enemy is the God of this world. It says in the Bible nonstop. When the enemy brought uh, Jesus on top of the mountain to look at everything and say like, yo, if you just bow down to me, all these nations can be yours. That's because he, he, he he's the God of this world. He could have gave Jesus everything. Jesus said no for us. And we are so blessed. Our lukewarm faith is a tragedy in this country right now, y'all. If more people surrendered to the will of God for their life, a lot more souls would be saved. A lot more good would exist in this world. And a lot more people will live this life with peace, love, and joy, the fruits of the Spirit. And we got the best deal ever. We're also being on the other side of the cross. We get to experience the gift that Jesus gave us, one of the many. But the one that I'm referring to right now is, is the Holy Spirit. That feeling inside your heart that gives you the confidence to quit your job and go live in an RV for a year. That feeling inside your heart to start a nonprofit and write a children's book about Jesus like my friends Garrett and Kaylin. That feeling in your heart that leads you to watch other people's kids for $5 an hour like my mom does out of the goodness of her heart. That feeling in your heart that leads you to adopt three children and start a school in Uganda, Africa like my in-laws. 
The Holy Spirit has the power to break the chains off your life like they have with my father. After he spent decades of his life drinking, he finally broke the chains through the power of God to stop drinking and hang it up uh, this past year. And I've been praying for him and the prayers have been answered. God is so good. The same Holy Spirit, the same one we're talking about, the same Holy Spirit that shakes up your entire best friend group. Armani saved, Kelly saved, Olivier saved, Mikey saved, his girlfriend Bianca saved, and Tina, my homegirl, has just been glorifying God nonstop lately on Twitter. And it's just been amazing to see. And I don't even think that was through the avenue of me, but it's just been a blessing to be able to see that. My buddy Jeff in Michigan read and loved the book of John and has a new perspective of Jesus. The count countless amount of people coming to Christ this year. The spirit is moving. Revival's in the air. My two sister-in-law's getting baptized at my church this year. Come on, baby. God, send me people. God, send me people and ask God to send you people. Because I'm telling you, the stories you'll hear, the conversations you'll have, the difference you'll make, be life-changing. Eternal life-changing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this episode. Please tell somebody about this show. And please help me spread the good news about our Lord Jesus Christ. And God, send me people.